0: Hello everybody and welcome on in to another edition of Megan, Fun of Sports. We are three weeks away from football, people. Home stretch here. And as many people will tell you, as of this weekend, it is the last time that we won't this is, we've, we've already passed it. We The next time we won't have football on a Saturday is that weekend between the championship games and the Super Bowl. So we've made it. We, we're here. We've made it to this point in life. I am Megan Connolly, joined as always by Megan Gailey, who experienced moving last week with a teething infant. Megan, tell us how you're doing. Oh,
1: boy. <laughs> oh, boy. It's fear chaos over here and I didn't realize um, that when you buy a house then you're responsible for everything everything (laughs) yep boy boy oh boy oh boy um but things are going I have a woman downstairs organizing my kitchen I just had a blinds lady leave um which my nanny kept thinking I was saying a blind lady and my hot water is working now my stove is working things are popping the
0: blinds are something that you're definitely not prepared for as a homeowner because when you rent usually there are window window treatments treatments. of some sort there, maybe not the nicest ones, but they're there. And I remember when my husband and I bought our condo and we moved in, we're like, holy crap, there are no blinds. What are we going to do? And it was a trip right to Lowe's and they are not easy to install. Um, Big fights, big fights over that.
1: Oh yeah, I won't even tell you the fight we got in on Saturday, I believe. Um, but yeah, moving fights. As you can see, I'm kind of blown out right now because there is there are no blinds behind me. Um, but I did find out, this is very exciting, and I'm gonna make this my mensch of the week, okay? Mm-hmm. That our neighbor, so we've met um, um yeah. At this point I've met everybody on our street. Wow, Everyone is you're so, so, friendly. So, so sweet. Well, it's like a cul-de-sac. So it's not that long. Um, everybody is so sweet. And I was walking the other day with, with baby Conrad and a guy pulled up and goes, Megan. And I was like, Joe, my across the street neighbor is someone I went to college with.
0: Wow, what are the chances of that? Here in the city of
1: Los Angeles, the second, second biggest city in the country. And he is from West Lafayette, which is where Purdue is. So we're both Hoosiers. And then I met another woman. She's from Warsaw, Indiana. Well, no, you're both um,
0: Boilermakers. We're both boilermaker.
1: Yes, yes, yes. That's the that's the tricky part is that anyone from Indiana is a Hoosier, but then IU co-opted that. But the even more incredible piece of news. So right behind me, our direct neighbors. We met them. They were so sweet, and they were like, "If you want to see the inside of our house, it was on ugliest houses in America."
0: So can you see it? Yes. Did you go in?
1: No, we didn't. We watched the episode. Um, It's an absolute thrill. Most people, I think, would be hearing, oh, our neighbor's house was on ugliest houses in America. Not great news. I take it as an excellent news. I think it's a tourist destination.
0: (laughs) For sure. So you saw the episode. Have they changed it at all? Or do they just really embrace the fact that they live in an ugly home?
1: They bought it ugly and are like gonna do stuff, but if they were on this version of ugliest houses in America where if you were deemed the ugliest one, you got like a huge um, renovation paid for. It. They did not win, um, but it did place fifth. So this is the fifth, ugly. Uh, I live next door to the fifth ugliest house in America, and this window behind me looks directly at it.
0: Wow, I'm so glad. I wish that our <laughs> listeners could see this. I can't really see it myself, but we are in for a treat here. And I hope this stays your background forever, that we yeah. know this is the fifth ugliest house in America. It's pretty um, exciting. It really is. Um, so I posted on Twitter today, it hasn't been a year of us doing this podcast. I posted okay. that it's been one year since Cousin Sal slid into my DMs yeah. about doing a podcast. And then wow. he set me up with you. So we are almost one year like into Megan fun of sports and I think every week just gets better and better
1: I think so too now what did you think when um a older gentleman and I I only mean older because he's older than us Mm -hmm. when um a gentleman older than you slid into your
0: DMs well I have been a Sal fan for a, a very long time
1: okay so you were excited
0: really excited like I called my husband and I'm kind of embarrassed to even admit this I called my husband I'm like oh my god you're never gonna believe it I was like, what? I was like, Cousin Sal just slipped into my DMs. Oh my God, what do I say? Should I wait to reply? Should I wait? Oh my God, I can't answer. You can't answer. leave them unread. I was yeah, like, Ashley. I can't answer. I don't want to seem too needy. I got to like give Whoa. it at least 10 minutes here. Like, oh, yeah. come on. Um so yeah, I, I was very excited. I pretty much stopped everything I was doing. was like, oh my god, Sal DM me, this is craziness. But wow. um and now and your husband just,
1: was like, What was the nature of this DM?
0: <laughs> well he was probably more excited than me. He's probably a bigger Sal fan than I am. So um it was it was very exciting and we've come full circle and now um I don't get nearly as excited when Sal mentions me, but it's okay. That's what happens, you know? But no, I still love Sal. I still love him. Yeah, it's just of like before I didn't know him. And now I don't know. I'm talking myself into a bad spot here. I love <laughs> Sal. He's our boss. He's great. He's the best. Um, anyways, we are going to talk about a lot of NFL today on Megan Fun of Sports. We will obviously do Megan's Moron of the Week. We're going to talk a little Kevin Durant. Last week I had to leave early, so we didn't get the full Manti tale recap. So. But I've finished it now and I'm ready. So we can do that, and then we could talk about how um, Major League Baseball and the White Sox are just fucking terrible again. Um, So let's kick things off with the moron of the week. I will start. My moron of the week is Fox Sports, because after everything that Urban Meyer has been through the last 365 days, including um, Grindergate, including kicking a kicker, including getting fired from his position— He's flying home with his team. Correct. He still has a job. He will be on Fox sports this year as an analyst for college football.
1: I honestly think that that's the right place for him. (laughs) Um, And this was what, even when he got fired, everyone was like, he'll be fine. Like that's the, it's not necessarily failing up, but it's failing. You still have a job. And that's the best case. Like he, he, Needs to really take a break from coaching. I don't think he'll ever get an NFL job again. I I assume he probably could go back to college whenever he wants. Will it be a premiere? It probably will. Honestly, you know he is a proven winner in college football. But like I if Fox Sports and Urban Meyer, that's a true match made in heaven to me.
0: It's just bizarre, because after a year like Urban had, the PR spin on it would be, you know what, go into hiding for a couple years, and then we'll bring you back when someone fucks up even more, and everyone will forget about it. But no, they cannot help themselves. Urban will be on our television screens this football season, so look forward to it, everybody. Will he be covering college or NFL? Um, I believe it's college. It's on Fox's... Correct. Yes. Yeah.
1: I mean, remember there was like the Lions GM um, years ago who was like really bad, like I think considered one of the worst GMs in NFL history. And so he got fired and then he was on our TVs the next day.
0: It's crazy. And I, I know. Feel like men, and you know, I'm and like, should...
1: I'd love to get fired and wind up on TV. All I want to do <laughs> is be on TV.
0: I feel the exact same way. And it's that Fox show with like all of the men. And I don't look at any oh, of them yeah. except Brady Quinn because he's. It's just so striking, Handsome. but it's that show where they're all like barely fitting behind the desk.
1: It's 12 men yes. and the patterns of the suits. And it's like, you couldn't find one woman. Well, no. got Jenny
0: Taft on the sidelines, but still they need someone, you know, in the sitting in the there. Yeah.
1: yeah. She just had a baby too. Yeah. Well, I think that her baby's probably six months, but okay. So my Moron of the Week, you guys may have seen this picture going around. Oh boy. It is of a Browns fan. And honestly, I don't even, I, he's in a Browns jersey, but it's like, he may just be a fan of um, sexual misconduct. So it's a, a bald Browns man. He has a poster and then he has a six or seven year old boy with him child um and their posters say fuck them hoes free Watson um so these were at the Browns preseason game where Deshaun Watson was eligible to play did not play neither did Jacoby Bursett. and this I first saw it on Carrie Champions Instagram I sent it to you immediately I've seen other people talking about it um, and the man is obviously pro Deshaun Watson, which is a wild take to have right now. Uh, my two biggest takeaways are that like this is a man who probably hated Colin Kaepernick, you know, so like probably found massive issues with Colin Kaepernick kneeling. Um, but finds no issue, actually wants to support a man who has 24 sexual misconduct um, accusations against him. And I think we can probably even drop the word accusations at this point because he has admitted some amount of fault and he has settled 23 of those cases or 20 of them. So a a man who committed sexual misconduct at a minimum, I would even venture to say assault. So this man is pro him. I think the biggest issue I have with it is that then he's has this child with him so it's like listen you're a grown-up you're bald you are look like a loser I'm sure you're a cop um this is like who this is who you want to support you've been dropped on your head you've had weird things happen in your life I'm sure women don't like you whatever number of things that you feel you're a victim of had led you to be on Deshaun Watson's side. But to then have this cute little boy who's and innocent. Who, Who's and innocent. He doesn't even know
0: what he's holding up.
1: And who's you're raising him to to have zero respect for women, zero respect for himself, that this is the type of person he you're gonna send out into the world is like truly disgusting to me. And so sad. And I think when we are in these times that feel really difficult and sad, and, and, and school is now back, and so school shootings are now a fear again, though kind of the one glimmer of hope a lot of us have is we are going to be raising the next generation to be better. You know, they're not going to stand for the things that we have stood for. And then you see something like this, a child, and it's like, oh, nope, there's going to be kids that are raised in the same shitty circumstances and are going to grow up to be the same shitty people that we have to deal with everyday.
0: And it just is so sad to me. The sign was disgusting. I saw the same Carrie Champion post. I just don't know who in the right mind would go to a public place with a sign like that, given the circumstances and given the time. Listen, if you are on his side, God bless you. I, I don't know what to tell you. I don't agree with you. I'm not on your side. But then to take it to another level and bring a sign that says that and have a child hold it. I, I don't even know. I think some people shouldn't be allowed to have children and that guy is one of them.
1: Yeah. Part of me was like, is he just like an uncle that was like, hey, can I take Sammy to the game? Um, but I was
0: looking for the joke. I was like, where's the joke? No, like, this isn't no joke.
1: real. No, but it was it was a real and I, thing. And I do wonder what Deshaun Watson thinks when he sees that. Like, is he filled with pride of like, oh, people support the terrible thing I did or is he like oh this is just going to continue and perpetuate because I would imagine that they're at, at the first game he's back to play which we now know is going to be um
0: he got 11 he got, games he got 11 games. 5 million dollar fine and we'll have to go through counseling
1: OK, um, that there's going to be some sort of protest when he is able to rejoin, I, I would imagine. So I, I just it, it sucked. It yes. So it. as as Eddie says, he'll be returning week 13 versus his former team. And I think that the NFL did that on purpose. Um, so even with their punishment and suspension of them, they're still like, how can we make money? And I, I know that that's probably cynical, but I I believe that's what they did.
0: Sadly. But the Texans stink, anyways. I don't, I don't know. It was, I know, but I
1: think it's like a storyline.
0: It is. It is. I mean, it's going to be a story. Whoever he comes back I know. and plays against. True. True. Um, okay, the Deshaun Watson thing really bums me out. We obviously had to talk about it, and it's it's important. It just the signs really. Um, they bum me out. Um, we heard your. We heard your mention of the week. I have yeah. a mention of the week. I think Eddie. Let's hear your moron.
2: So I, I wanted to go with the sports one. I probably was probably gonna lean towards the the Thaddeus Moss cut block on K Thibodeau, but then after seeing some arguments about how it's you know it's a legal block, which it is. um I just kind of disagree with doing it in a preseason game. I also think on mm-hmm. that specific mm-hmm. play. if he just kind of engaged him, it would have been good enough. but um but something happened to me this morning, and you know, I'm making fun of sports' not only a sports show or a comedy show. We're also a lifestyle show, and uh, we tell you mm-hmm. which societal yeah. rules to follow and uh, i'm mm-hmm. a I'm a dog. Fan, I'm a dog lover. I just moved. I'm in. I'm in the process of hopefully getting a, a dog here soon. But I was in the Ooh. complex gym at my old place, and um, this couple was getting trained there. Which, by the way, a personal trainers in this complex gym not allowed. So that's one rule broken. But they brought. <laughs> they brought their little dog, and I just feel like, you know, especially in L.A., we, you know, Megan, you've seen it's this, like, dogs in restaurants, dogs, grocery stores, you know, I could kind of get used to that, I am used to that, it's fine, do what you need, if you need to travel with, it's, it's totally fine, but... I feel like with the gym, it's just a hazard. It's a safety hazard for the pup because you have dumbbells, you have the circular weights, you have barbells, you have people throwing medicine balls, you have people in motion. And I'm sorry, even if your dog is leashed, it's still going to roam. It's not meant to be in a gym. And you're you're going to be fine for the hour you're on a yoga mat doing your stretches. Like dogs were originally meant to live in the wild. So I I feel like the hour you're gone, he or she is going to be okay in the house. Uh, Just laying down So just please If you're one of these people Who are listening And you think about Bringing your dog to the gym Do not It's a hazard Other people Probably are frowning at you So uh, I had to deal with that This morning
1: The issue is Eddie they don't even know when they're these people though because they're like I've been with people that are like well but my dog's not like that and it's like it doesn't matter (laughs) don't bring your dog everywhere like I was at a place and LA is the worst for this it's like honestly made me resent dogs because I'm like some of these motherfuckers have a better life than me but it's like I was at a bar and a man he he like uh, was the manager was working there and I heard him talking to another guy and he's like yeah I used to work in corporate America but I can't anymore because um you know I need to work some place where I can bring my dog and it's like what <laughs> Sorry, you're arranging your career like that i'm not even doing that and i have a human i'm raising like we gotta stop we got the dogs are fine they're gonna be fine take them to doggy daycare if they really have separation anxiety
0: oh yeah la I've, I've only been a handful of times but a lot of dogs at bars inside the bar not outside the bar like right at the bar
1: Yeah, and that's even, Megan, that's like the tip of the iceberg of the craziness happening. Tip of the iceberg. Please don't bring your dog to the gym.
0: What if the dog has to go to the bathroom? That's gross, too. I'm sorry. There's a lot of gross things that happen at a gym. People not wiping down their nastiness. We don't even want to be at the gym. So your
1: dog definitely doesn't. If I find a
0: human hair somewhere, I'm disgusted. If I find a dog hair at the gym, I don't know. I I don't think
1: the dog wants to be there. I just don't, I think it's mean to the dog. Okay, wonderful. Eddie, with you.
0: All right, my mensch of the week is um, Greg Amsinger. He is on MLB Network, and last night I'm laying in bed, and do you guys fall asleep with the TV on? Because I don't know how to fall asleep any other way. I'm a reader. Oh, okay. So I'm a TV-on person. Uh, This probably is the reason I had a bad night's sleep, because I have MLB Network on, and I have it on really quiet, but for this segment, I had to turn it up. Because I noticed that Greg Amsinger is talking about the Chicago White Sox. And he's making his case for why the White Sox can win the World Series. I'm sorry, what? After the season that we've been through, after what we've watched and what we've witnessed, you still think that the White Sox can win the World Series? So you know what? I... I am making him my mention of the week because I wish that I was still there. And he pointed to the fact that in 2011, when Tony La Russa was the manager of the future World Series champion Cardinals, Mm -hmm. at this point in the season, the Cardinals were nine and a half games out of first place in their division. Okay. Then he brings up the fact that the White Sox have the second easiest remaining schedule left. Right. And he brings up all of these points. He's showing numbers on Jose Abreu. He's showing numbers on Luis Robert. He's showing Eloy Jimenez numbers. He's so positive. He's where I was last week when we recorded this before the White Sox just got completely demolished by the Astros after having two of their biggest wins of the season. And I just want to make my mensch because, you know what? I I wish I was there too. I'm not there. I don't <laughs> even think they're going to make the playoffs. But... He, they even put on MLB Network, and this this really gave me nightmares, and probably, again, why I didn't sleep all last night, they photoshopped Tony La Russa holding up the World Series trophy in a Cardinals jersey to him holding it up in a White Sox jersey. Okay!
1: You know, <sighs> some would say there's a thin line between mensch and moron, um, and, and, and it may apply to this one, but all we have, I mean, I'm in a place of delusional hope right now, too, because it's before the NFL season has started. So who am I to rain on your parade?
0: Oh God. It just, seeing that segment, it made me one realize that I'm not the only crazy person out there. And two, I was just like, stop, stop with these numbers. Stop. I understand they are a good team that doesn't win baseball games and Mm. they're underperforming. So please stop with all these numbers. You will never be able to make reason for why this team is terrible
1: okay do you feel better I feel better I do I got a I lot better chat, too so I feel a lot but, better but, okay. I, the beginning of the good. show is very cathartic for me and August is obviously <laughs> a big therapist on vacation time and so I needed this
0: everybody's so. on vacation in August it's like therapists are on vacation our favorite people that we watch on tv they're yeah. on vacation yeah. and then finally football comes back in September but the kids are back
1: like, in school so it's like how like, are your children like wh- what's going on Your children are probably being watched by your dogs. Um, Okay, should we get into the news?
0: Yes, this is more therapy for me because we're going to talk about my least favorite person in the NFL quite a bit today on Megan Fun of Sports. That is none other than Tom Brady. If you have been sleeping under a rock, you probably didn't know that Tom Brady had an excused absence. He missed 11 days of training camp. It was pre-planned. It was pre-planned. They had this arranged before training camp. Nobody knows why Tom was gone. It was mm-hmm. allegedly a family incident. Mm-hmm. I want to tread lightly here because I am a little concerned that maybe there was something wrong with his mother. So, you know what, Tom, if you need to take your time off, go ahead and take your time off, but your offensive line is a mess right now.
1: But I will say, and, and I also want to tread lightly, I love um, our older generation, so if that's what's going on, I my heart goes out to the family. How do you have a pre-planned, planned time off when it's a family like it's like do you know you're gonna have a family situation like you're like oh this week my uncle really always fucking loses it because um, it's like that seems more like something like you, you get what I'm saying
0: Maybe like a planned surgery, right? Maybe. Okay, okay, all right. And right. I'm, I'm just trying to tread lightly because I'm terrible. Like, listen, nobody wants to bash Brady more than me. I just want to yeah. rip him a new one. Yeah. But in the off incidents that we find out that, you know, is
1: no, we something would feel bad happened, we would I would
0: terrible. feel awful. So, you know what, I guess if there's a player that deserves some time off, I guess it's Tom,
1: right? Well, but the thing is, he was going to have time off because he retired. Like, we fully forget that this man retired and then came back and then is like, oh, but I also need some days off. Like, this is what, this is, it's really (laughs) wild. And I think what's leading to um, our confusion is that he did not address the media. And so, of course, he has the full support of his teammates and the coaching staff. Like, what are they going to do? Bash the, the goat? But it does leave people like us to wonder what the hell is going on
0: well maybe before he retired for what two weeks and then was like I've had something he planned a vacation (laughs) yeah so maybe like 11 days he's like do I still really want to do this ah uh, nah gotta get back to football you know, gotta feel, get back to football feels, 11 days is Tom Brady's max amount of time that he can spend with his family it ha- he has to do any vacation less than the number on
1: his jersey um <laughs> but it's also like a classic like listen I'm starting this new job but Giselle already planned this trip and so like can I still go on the trip and they were like yeah yeah, I yeah, go on the trip it, like it feels very um pedestrian of him
0: yeah, and meanwhile, his offensive line is just a complete disaster. Um, sticking with Tom Brady and his good buddy Rob Gronkowski, they broke the internet. Uh, Dana White and Gronkowski broke the internet on Saturday during the UFC fight. It was Gronk's first watch-along, and Gronk kept prying and prying and prying at Dana White to tell the story, and finally Dana White did. He said that Tom and Gronk were very close to going to vegas said it was yeah. almost a done deal and that brady was looking at houses and john gruden shut it down this i mean this guy john gruden he was like doomed he called goodell a pussy and then um, um you know um, he gets tom brady out of slurs, town. racial
1: slurs yes yeah um so are you you buy this story though right Yes
0: and no. So okay. it is interesting to me that it was Gronk's first long, right? Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden we're no longer even talking about one of the biggest upsets in the UFC with the knockout. We are only talking about this story. So I do think it helps Gronk's um, post-football retirement life a little bit because he kept prying at it. But then I went and I looked when the Bucks played the Raiders when Tom Brady was new on the Bucs, new, new, um, new quarterback over there, and it almost seemed like an FU victory because Brady and the Bucs had a significant lead and then went to score 21 points in the fourth quarter, and mm-hmm. it almost seemed like they were trying to stick it. To the Raiders, so perhaps and Tom Brady is a guy that he does not forget, mm-hmm. and he certainly has a chip on his shoulder. Yeah, so maybe he's got there's a little some Jordan
1: truth to, to him. Um,
0: now, so you're saying
1: that Gronk would want this story to come out to be like, look, have me on your broadcast, I'll get numbers. I'm valuable. Yes. I'm an yes. asset. I may not be the smartest, but I'm an asset. Um, now, why was Dana White so involved? Because they're boys?
0: Um, I am not sure on on that one. He's the king of, Um, he's
1: like the mayor of Vegas. You know, it's like, all all decisions Vegas based have to go through Dana White. That's just the rules.
0: Well, and then um, the Raiders owner came out and was basically just like, yeah, I I don't know anything about it. I don't know anything about it. Which is the correct answer is what you should do in this situation. Say, I know not one about it because what are you going to say yeah yeah we were going to do that like that doesn't look great on the Raiders organization right it's like you could have had Tom Brady and you said no
1: no and it also couldn't be worse timing too it's like we're mere weeks from the season you don't want to undermine what Derek Carr is doing um even though like there were those even up until the start of the OTAs there were. Is Derek Carr going to leave? You know, and and then he got that contract extension. So it's. I think it is smart of. Um, well, if
0: Gruden really did blow the whole thing up, and obviously, like hindsight's twenty twenty, he was doomed anyways. But um, if you're a coach. And, like, do you want Brady coming there? Because that kind of means that you lose all Power. ownership of coaching. Yeah. Like, he drove yeah. Bruce Arians out of town. He yes. couldn't drive Belichick out of town, but obviously things didn't go so well there. But right. you know, as a head coach, if you bring Tom Brady in, that's it. Like, it's you're over no for longer you. really the coach.
1: Right. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's like, I think, as we've said on um, the last few weeks, it's like, this is the time of year where it's, it's sort of gossip. Um, and we get to just kind of like have these hypothetical conversations because there isn't a ton going on.
0: Do you buy Um, this story?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I do. Do you think Brady
0: and Gronk would have fit in in Vegas? Yeah,
1: I, I honestly, and I mean, and, and Vegas is a place that I have said, I don't know if I've said it publicly. I think I understand why the NFL wanted a team there and the Colts are playing there this year and ticket prices are so expensive. And that's what everybody, Eddie Eddie has um, echoed the same thing of like all these out of of town fans want to go to Vegas because it already is a destination. Gambling is there, you know, the titties and all the, and the food and stuff. And so of course, then you throw in NFL, I totally get it financially and, and culture wise. I think what we have seen happen though is, That's a city that's really puts a lot of pressure on a 20 year old kid with five million dollars to behave properly. Um, And so when we've seen all these issues, I don't think that that's an organizational issue necessarily. I think that's probably you put a bunch of young men with a bunch of money in Vegas. You're going to have some problems. And that's what we're seeing happen.
0: So I also just don't think um, like Tom is obviously has his eyes set on his business, right? Like his TB12 method. Yeah, I don't know if it plays that well in Tampa, but it definitely plays better in Tampa than in Vegas. Like who in Vegas is like you know looking not at
1: eating it? tomatoes for yeah. health reasons? I, I, yeah, I I do think he was that thunder.
0: Yeah, do you hear that? Tom Brady's oh, coming after me. Oh He's God. like, Wow. Megan, that is so exciting. I wish there were
1: storms here. Oh, it <sighs> rains
0: every afternoon here in Florida. I love that. I every
1: love Every afternoon. Yeah. Um no, but I do definitely buy it. My dad was texting me about it this morning. You know, it's got everybody a buzz.
0: Um, all right. Something else that has people abuzz. Baker Mayfield named the week one starter for the Carolina Panthers, and he will open the season against none other than the Cleveland Browns. Yes. yeah
1: wow um we knew this was coming Mm -hmm. um but for it to be solidified like when I saw it I almost was like is this the NFL memes account like it was like it felt really like is this really happening so uh, wow I don't know if the NFL could have scripted this any better to have a week one game with this many implications in it is really huge like this is gonna draw big numbers and it's like two teams that don't really matter you know like it's not like this is going to be a Super Bowl matchup um so it's like two teams that may not even make the playoffs but we are going to be talking about it on week one it's um it's very exciting and I'm going to be rooting for the Carolina Panthers
0: obviously yeah i'm rooting for them too christian mccaffrey i mean he probably won't be on my fantasy team this year because i don't have that high of a pick but i'm definitely rooting for them i um still not buying all of baker but i want to know what does it take out of baker for him to get back into commercials again because i know last year we were all like oh he's gotta stop he's gotta stop he's not playing well like if he gets six wins like can he can he go back i mean what's the number
1: I don't know. And I also don't know those deals may be longer than a year. So it's like we may still be seeing Baker commercials just based on what his like TV agents were able to get him. As Mm -hmm. you know, I'm a former um, Blue Diamond Almond girl. Um, And my Blue Diamond Almond commercials ran for two years.
0: Wait, I didn't know this. Tell me more.
1: Don't deny your cravings. Eat them. You probably saw me on your TV before you even knew me. I was in a Blue Diamond Almond commercial that ran so much. My own aunt goes, I had to turn the TV when it started coming on. Like, it was on so, like, I, it it got to the point where I was like, well, there I am again. Yeah. I had really
0: short hair. Like Um, me short?
1: Yes. And I was sitting in I was sitting in like a really beautiful living room and I'm talking directly to camera and I'm like eating nuts and I'm like, "Mm!"
0: (laughs) I need to look this up right now. Oh my God. Megan Gailey. Does it, is it on your name? Blue diamond almond? Yeah. Did you get free almonds?
1: Oh, I got a lot of almonds. I had to eat so many almonds when we were shooting it though. It's Um, 16
0: seconds long. Okay. I'm watching it right now. Okay. Okay. I got an ad. Oh there's another ad. An a commercial ad for, for a commercial. What ad? the hell? Yeah, are you making money off of these ads? No. You look great. Thanks. There you are. Don't deny your cravings. Eat, Eat them. them. Yep. And I got to admit those life. wasabi almonds first few of them really good. Then you get to like almond number 10. You're like, ah, I'm all set with these. Megan,
1: I had to eat so many of them that the inside of my mouth, because it was like, I'm filming a commercial. And so it was like down to a science, like the first bite I would eat like two. And then like, there was like a, a distinct number of almonds that I was supposed to eat per take. And you're doing so many takes, but I couldn't eat them all. So I, what I was doing was chewing them and then spitting them out into a bucket. And it was a boy's job to hold the bucket. Um, but you had a bucket boy, I had a bucket boy like yeah Russell Crowe um but then I was getting all of the wasabi flavor but not the almond part so then my stomach was just filled with wasabi the things we go through no I'm kidding it was it was truly the best experience of my life I loved being the blue diamond almond girl and I miss it desperately
0: you look great in blue too like that whole set your eyes are popping wow um are you gonna do another one I want to. It's my dream.
1: I literally sit by the phone and go, gosh, I hope Blue Diamond calls me again.
0: Um, Maybe Conrad could be the Blue Diamond almond baby. Boy, we actually
1: ended up filming two commercials um, and one one got picked up. But I'm saying like it's like these commercial deals are for, for a long time. So mine was initially for a year and then it got re-upped. Um, so it ended up running for two years. That I'm like, we don't know what Baker's deal was. He may still be, well, I guess he's supposed to be, like, in the Brown stadium, so they probably yeah, have to cut that one. Yeah, that's <laughs> supposed to be his
0: home, so that one's not going to get picked I'm up for it. sure. Or they're going to have to redo it where he moves into Carolina, and yeah. they have all of the moving boxes. That would be a fun one. And
1: they're like, oh, gosh, moving so hard. You need, was it State Farm? Um Yeah, I do
0: love the book club one. I would love like a Baker finding a new book club in Carolina. Mm -hmm. I do feel like the clientele would be very different from Carolina. Yeah, she pulled her kids out at tennis. I loved that. I thought he was a good actor. (sighs) He's a great actor. So I think Baker, you get seven wins. You can do as many commercials as you want. That's what I say.
1: Um, Okay, so some other just rounding out the NFL really quick as Eddie referenced earlier, Kayvon Thibodeau is going to be. I had a um, science teacher named uh, Thibodeau in high school. I love that name. It feels very New Orleans to me. Um, Out three Makes to four. Makes me
0: think of Tibbs. Yes, yes,
1: days. that that too. Um, looking like he's going to be out three to four weeks, so questionable for week one versus Tennessee as an AFC. Uh, South foe. I would love for him to be back. Um, so I will be rooting for him to be able to play against the Titans. And yes, people are debating whether or not um, a dirty hit looks like not dirty, maybe a little too much. For I the thought pre-season. it was dirty. I
0: thought it was way dirty. I was I'm appalled at it. And I'm appalled that it's only a sprained MCL. I thought his leg was gone. I thought that knee was just completely destroyed so that is a huge sigh of relief for Giants fans uh it's only a sprain and it is three to four weeks I'd be okay with him you know taking a little bit of extra time there's a lot invested in this player the Giants are doing nothing this year anyways so let's take your time cave Thibodeau that's my take and on it. I say come back
1: right now please um
0: <laughs> um you'll have some thoughts on this oh Uh, well, you're going to have thoughts on our last two NFL topics because, one, Mm -hmm. it will be out of hatred. We're talking about will Kenny Pickett be the day one starter in Pittsburgh. He had a pretty impressive performance in the last preseason game, but as we know, it will either be the rookie Kenny Pickett, the hometown boy, or Mitchell Trubisky. Do you care? Um, You
1: know, I want justice for Trubisky, but I do think hometown is is exciting. Not that yeah. the Steelers need anything to help them sell tickets. They're a team that travels well. Their fans are die Um I,
0: do,
1: I, I I am hoping for justice for Mitch Trubisky at some point. So explain
0: point. that, justice for Trubisky. Go, go I a little just,
1: deeper. I think playing in Chicago is brutal. Um, mm-hmm. And I think Chicago fans, when it comes to the Bears, have such high expectations that do not match the reality of what that organization is since 1985 I feel like every year they're like this is our year and it's like you've been to the Super Bowl once with Rex Grossman who you were also evil to like yes they can't ever find the guy at quarterback I do think the fan base is overly hard on quarterbacks and as we um as we learned that Mitch Trubisky was not who the coach wanted now the coach is out there like I I I felt for him and I as long as a guy is like a good guy I want them to find success somewhere. So that's that's sort of my my thinking on on why I want justice for him.
0: I just feel terrible for all of these Bears quarterbacks because I mean even look at Justin Fields now right like he's in year two and they got nothing around him like nothing yes, at all it's this the guy organization is going to fail they're going to have probably a top five pick next year so what are they going to do get another quarterback and then Justin Fields never got a chance Bears they should be our moron of the week every week because they are terribly run they are terribly owned everything about them is stupid so mm-hmm. I'm sorry Bears fans I'm from Chicago but even I said fuck that I'm jumping ship I'm going for the Patriots So I'm a real winner over here. Um, I hope it's Kenny Pickett because I like the hometown guy. And I think Mitch was a bust of a pick. And I think he's much like Sam Darnold where Sam Darnold drafted number two overall. And now it's like he's done. Nothing.
1: Um, Okay. Yes. And then the final NFL story. Uh, Colts linebacker Zayer Franklin who I do really like called out Lions running back Jamal Williams on Twitter calling him a crybaby I have
0: the tweet up here I believe oh I did have the tweet and now I and now I lost it um I did have the tweet pulled up, but yeah, you, you mentioned it. He called them a cry baby. Um, so the Colts
1: and Lions played this past Saturday. What I'm really looking forward to, and as we're recording this on Tuesday, it will come up on Wednesday is tonight's episode of heart knocks because we oh, will, we wait. will be getting the lions, which, which we have enjoyed watching, especially Dan Campbell. And then I'm going to be getting my own team. And the last time they were on hard knocks is probably the hardest episode of television I've ever had to watch was um, them losing and knocking them themselves out of the playoffs against the Jacksonville Jaguars. So this will be a redemption for my Colts to be on hard knocks and hopefully a palate cleanser.
0: Um, here was the exact tweet from Zaire Franklin. He said, only in the league, with a capital L, can a bum lose three <sighs> reps in a row and still yell like he won with two laughing emojis. Hope you ready to cry about another losing season, champ.
1: Oh boy, you know, I do think talking trash during the preseason is probably a little excessive but I'm also like bring this energy to the regular season Zaire okay like I'm it if you are my team I like it I I am fine with mm-hmm. it but like even yeah as we watch these as we watch the Lions on hard knocks it's like it's got to be hard and it, it was referenced in last week's episode when coach Aaron Glenn is is asking the players where did you go to school Ohio State you lost one game in your three or four years there so it's like these are guys who are good enough to make it to the NFL have probably lost one game in the history of their entire like football career and now they're on the Lions it's gotta be mentally and emotionally brutal so it's like do we need to pour salt in the wound of Jamal Williams who I have liked on the show so far no probably not
0: I'm becoming a Lions supporter. I think they're going to be better than people think, and this is what Hard Knocks does this, to us. Yes. Until they cut Rodrigo, it's going to break our heart. Oh my
1: gosh! And I'm really uh, worried about David Blau. He's obviously going to be cut after the performance oh, in that. Love in, his that, wife. in that game. The wife, incredible. Um, so yes, the loving Hard Knocks, and we will still be commenting on it. Megan, let's take a quick break, and then we'll be back with the um, the rest of the sports world. okay we are back um Kevin Durant who was referenced on Hard Knocks uh Mm -hmm. former Mr. Universe whose son is on the lion said when was the last time he did a calf raise (laughs) and it was really funny
0: yeah he was referencing his torn Achilles right and then was like when's the last time that guy did a calf raise I loved it um so the Katie sweepstakes is over, officially over today, which is Tuesday. You're listening to this on Wednesday. Um, The Nets released a statement saying, listen, we met with KD. He's under a four-year contract. He's staying here, which I don't know why it took the Nets this long. Like, he... Kevin Durant, like, threatened Joe Psy, uh-huh. who's probably top five richest men in the world. Sick. In the world. And KD starts all of this. And then now it takes like four weeks. we so are like, no, 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 no. Calm down. Calm down. You're staying here. You have to stay here. But now it kind of shuts up the rest of the NBA world until their season starts. Because what else are we waiting
1: for? I don't even think it was like a, you have to stay. I think they probably had a meeting and, and Katie was like, fine. You know, like you can't, as we've seen, the Nets organization is not really able to lay down the law in the way that they may want to. So I'm guessing that this came with some agreement on Kevin Durant's side as well.
0: It had to. Maybe they're just like, what can we do so you stop tweeting?
1: Yeah. And just go to your burner accounts. We know you love those. Um, Staying in the Eastern Conference, Jason Tatum has said that he is still sick over the finals lost. Um,
0: Yeah, he should be. Having trouble eating,
1: having trouble sleeping. I think he sort of was kind of blamed for that lot. Like, he, he is the star of... That Celtics team did not play great, um, and so that means the loss goes on you. And, and And he's a young player, and they're a young team, and and they have a new coach, and and so hopefully he's able to use this. I hope it doesn't turn into anxiety or depression, but hopefully he's able to use this fire to to get them back there. I know your husband would love that.
0: Oh, he'd be over the moon. I've already been hearing so much about Jason Tatum. Yesterday I woke up, and my husband, he played with a broken wrist. He played with a broken wrist. That was why, which we did think something was up because he, he kept um, holding the wrist a lot during the finals and during the playoffs. So there could be something in there. But if you're the Celtics, I mean, you look at this young team, and you, and you have to be excited, right? Um, obviously there was the rumors this year that um, – Jalen Brown could have been in a trade, so you hope that gets ironed over and that gets worked out, but um, like you said, Jason Tatum, very young player, but listen, if I was an NBA player and I lost the finals, I wouldn't be sleeping or eating either, like, I remember in high school when I missed all state my senior year because I had a fever, I cried about it, like, every day for a month, like, that's what athletes do, you're like, wired that way, this is your job it's more than that, it's competitive, it's the finals so like, do I feel bad for him that he's upset over the finals? Yeah, but that's that's what comes at the territory, you know he got to play in the finals. But
1: I'm like, honey you gotta eat I mean, if we're not eating, then you can't keep your energy up. So how are you working out? But when people say they're not eating, I'm like, well, you gotta eat and you gotta hydrate, okay? <laughs> so we gotta send Jason Tatum some clam chowder, a lobster roll, um, maybe some Boston Lager. <laughs> I don't even know. And make sure that he's eating because he's he's jacked too, and we don't oh, yeah. we don't want we don't want skinny. He's a
0: growing boy. He's still he, like it, 18, he right? He
1: is a growing boy. He's. 14 and we need him to keep eating. Um and that's really the, those are the news of the NBA. Someone's not eating. Do we want to hit
0: Dennis Rodman?
1: Oh, yes.
0: Uh, yeah, he's going to Russia to get Britney released. And the thing is... So I'm sure this will go really well. This,
1: we But we need someone to do it. Remember when he went to North Korea? I mean, he, maybe he's the greatest ambassador we have at this point. I, I I thought the other day, I had a riff on stage, that I think Maury Povich should be a Supreme Court justice. Why not? At this point, let's just throw everything at it. We need Britney home. And we gotta try... Do I think he should be the first diplomat to go? No. But... If he can make it happen, I guarantee Putin and Dennis Rodman are going to hit it off. Oh, God, Dennis Rodman. How many, Good luck. How many rings does he have? Give him your ring. You know, and then, and then he has a, a Super Bowl ring because we know he didn't give that back. And then he'll have a NBA finals championship ring. So it's like maybe that's if Rodman gives him a ring and gives, gets Brittany, Brittany Griner back, whatever Dennis Rodman wants for the rest of his life. Not, yeah, that, I'm with you. not that Hell he's yeah. not taking it. You know, I saw him. He was at the comedy store. This was years ago. It was pre-pandemic. And I was um, judging Roast Battle. And he was there watching Roast Battle. And he got on stage. And I believe oh his um, friend who was with him, I'm going to say sex worker, had to get him off stage. And then he almost got hit in the middle of Sunset Boulevard. So I say, oh yes, you go to Russia and you get our girl back.
0: Okay, good luck, Dennis. Um, We hope that you can do it. We're all counting on you. Um, In the world of Major League Baseball, I already went on my White Sox rant, so I will spare you all this week. But uh, last week I told you how we got back together. Mm -hmm. And in typical ex-boyfriend manner, as soon as we got back together, the White Sox decided it's time to suck again. So that's where we're at. Um, I don't know if you looked at the score from, I believe it was Friday's game when they, or no, it was Thursday's game. They lost like 25 to two or oh. something like that. I just stopped even Ouch. looking because I was so disgusted, uh, to the Astros. Megan, I don't want to say now, you're bad
1: luck, but I think you might be bad luck when it comes to baseball teams.
0: Oh my God. It's just like the highs and lows of this team. I'm. Pulling all of my hairs out, I had to actually cut it this week. You know that's why I cut the hair off because the White Sox. So um, I know people don't want to hear about it. Yes, they do. I'm sorry, I think guys. They feel bad for you.
1: <laughs> I think um, Eddie will be happy. The Yankees, the Yankees, won four to two over the Mets um, in the. First game of the Subway Series.
0: Which they need to win because they had like a 16-game lead in the division. And now it's down to eight. So the Yankees got to get back on track here. Um, and there's news
1: coming out that the Angels owner might be selling. Um, and, and he's really been the one that I think said like, Otani is staying here because he wants to sell tickets. And that's all that sells tickets right now. Uh, so if there's a different owner, that could be open the possibility for Otani being traded, going someplace else, or it could also open the possibility
0: of the Angels becoming good. I think hopefully the latter is true. I don't want Otani to, I think if the Angels are good and the Dodgers are good, that's just so exciting for baseball and it's so exciting for LA. Even though I don't live there, I'm excited about it and I'm excited for that city. The other news in the baseball world is Fernando Tatis Jr. is allegedly speaking to the media today. So by the time you listen to this show, you will already know what he said. And obviously, he has been in the news lately for his use of steroids and his suspension. Oh, no. Yeah, his yeah. suspension. So we will find out more about that um, when he speaks to the media. And he's, or maybe we won't. And Who he's, knows?
1: He's my crush. He's my crush. I wonder if he's going to be like, man, uh, I didn't know they were stories, but I just kept eating them. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that really... It was in my mind, and it really cracked me up. <laughs> He's like, Yeah, I just have this bowl of HGH and I was going, ah but have you
0: never no, thought of using steroids? Me? Yeah. Oh
1: yeah, my friend told me I should lose weight. <laughs> really? Yeah. She wasn't like you need to lose weight, but she was like, Listen, if you're trying to kick that baby weight, you should take some HGH and I thought, huh, maybe I will.
0: It's probably easy to get, right? Um,
1: yeah. Oh yeah, you can get it. Like if as long as it's not illegal for like for anyone who's not an athlete to, to get a little, little boost here and there, you know? And obviously, yeah. And they're used for medical, um, interventions for a lot of things. And then women have to take like hormones when they're, when they're trying mm-hmm. to get pregnant. And I, and I've heard of people that were on steroids that it helped them get pregnant
0: okay. So maybe that's what Fernando... I've thought about blood
1: doping for running. Maybe that's what Fernando was doing. Okay, so yes, as Megan referenced at the the beginning of the podcast, we weren't able to go into our man, Titeo. Um, We have now reached the point of the podcast where we would be talking about NCAA football, but in reality, I don't fucking care about NCAA football right now.
0: Well, I just want to say one thing real, real, real quick. Um, Northwestern fan over here, their over-under on wins this season is three and a half. I am live right on this show going to put money on Northwestern over okay to hit at least four wins this season. Great. And I have their schedule pulled up. I think it is doable, but listen, we never get our hopes up because, again, it's a team that I cheer for. But they open this weekend on the 27th in Ireland against Nebraska. Now, I don't think this one will be a win, but if it is, it only helps my case. So, everybody, we're putting money right now on Northwestern, the over three and a half wins.
1: Um, And I think the game in Ireland will be beautiful no matter what happens. Okay, so I have now seen... The full Manti Teo documentary and both episodes both episodes and you have as well now I was texting you when I was halfway through I think this boils down to the I would say the number one villain if there is a villain to come out of this is religion um Manti Teo picked Notre Dame because of some weird religious epiphany he had he was all set to go to USC and then a priest was mm-hmm. like i thought you'd go to notre dame and then he was like okay well he tells us in the documentary he was sad on signing day and then he went to notre dame and he did not like it there because south bend indiana sucks um and and there was a huge culture shock and weather and he was so far away from his family that not liking notre dame actually helped him be susceptible to a catfish because he was searching for a piece of home, which I think if he was at USC, he would have more of a community around him. The culture shock would have been way, way, way less. And I don't think any of this would have happened if he had just gone to the school that he actually wanted to, but he let religion cloud his judgment.
0: I did love Eddie's response to what you said. You said he went to Notre Dame because God told him to. And Eddie said that Jesus is... Notre Dame's greatest uh, recruiter is Notre Dame's greatest recruiter, which is, is quite the line. And, um, and, and good for, good for Jesus. Um, you know, pulling Manti in, but in all seriousness, I'm with you. I think religion is to blame a lot for this situation. Manti clearly felt like he couldn't relate to anybody and then being thrust into the limelight, which is Notre Dame football. They play on a national stage every single week. He's essentially famous on campus and he doesn't, know or relate to anybody except this person that he's communicating with yeah. online um and I,
1: also I think th- her religion uh, Rania has now transitioned to being a woman um I think her religion drove her to feel like she needed to do because she was not able to acknowledge what her sexuality was and what her her gender preference was and so that led her to do this so it's like on both I agree sides
0: that. on both sides I, however I do think that Rania was not really held accountable for damaging someone's life in the way that she did because Manti lost a lot from this yeah. and we're not just talking money but I I would make the argument that this this ruined his career I mean yeah. dropping from the first round to the second round that's Millions Millions. of dollars. Millions of dollars. But then also the humiliation, Mm -hmm. um, what it did for him psychologically, what happened when he was in the league. I mean, we were all guilty of making jokes. Eddie had the picture that he showed us last week. I had the funeral joke that my dad and I were making. Um, I feel awful for Manti, and I don't think anybody was held accountable for what happened, especially Ranaya.
1: Yeah, and it's really interesting the the two deadspin writers, they definitely don't feel bad at all because they're like, "Oh, we were just thought we were writing a story about how ESPN was bad at fact-checking, but it turned into which I think is them being a little naive, um, yes. and also trying to not have have blamed. They're obviously extremely talented reporters though. Um, and did their due diligence that other news outlets did not do it's it's really unfortunate it's also one of those things that it's a story that it much like monica Lewinsky, that makes you go oh wow i really thought this person was at fault and they and they weren't and even if they were what's it matter you know like why why do we need to then make them a villain so much and so mm-hmm. it, it showcased um kind of the worst qualities of Americans and the American media. And we had friends over on Saturday and we were like, you got to watch this man Titeo documentary. And they're like, and, and what did he do wrong again? And we were like, he didn't actually do anything wrong. And they were like, no, 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 we know. But like he did do something wrong. And it was like, no, he didn't. Like we just saw until I watched this, I was like, oh, he's gay and didn't want to come out. Um, And, and it's like, a, I don't think that is, The truth, and B, if it is, who fucking
0: cares? Yeah. Yeah, it was the way this was covered was really sad. It was just sad to watch it all unfold, and it was. Interesting now that it's been 10 years to reflect upon. 10 years ago, I was like, well, what an idiot. How could he fall for this? And now 10 years later watching the documentary, it's like, I see why he fell for it. And yes, he was naive. Mm -hmm. Yes, he was naive. But that's really the only thing he did wrong. And then number two, when he found out that she was allegedly alive again... That's when he should have came forward right. and said, hey, there's something up here. But he, he did, like, nothing Yeah, wrong.
1: No, nothing. he was a kid. He was a kid who was, to his credit, not media savvy. Because he
0: mm-hmm.
1: grew up on a damn island where they didn't get CNN training. Um, so I do feel bad for him, and I take back anything I ever said. But both him and Renia say at the end of it, like, they are doing this so if they're able to inspire one person and it's like I think they will I think they absolutely there will be people that will go listen if Manti got through it if Renaya got through what what happened then I I can as well and so I think that's a really um respectful reason to do it so I, I thank both of them for being willing to share their stories I'd love to see them get together like not sexual. I mean like a meeting of them yeah a meeting
0: yeah, I would like to see it too, man. I just think like, wow, what a, a big person of Manti to be able to forgive. Because yeah. I think that would take a lot people, a lot of people maybe a lifetime no and he's
1: really had a glow up his haircut looks great he got new teeth gorgeous and he's a hunk um and i he was in the league for a while i don't think he had the career that he wanted or expected and and this situation is probably to blame for a lot of that i hope he did make some money um and i hope that he is is able to you know be with his family because his family does seem like a huge part of his life and like a wonderful a wonderful group of people
0: absolutely And I hope he made some money off this documentary, because you know what? Like, listen, he deserves it. Yeah.
1: But he got those teeth, so he got (laughs) money somewhere. Um, Megan, it's been so great seeing you on the one-year anniversary of you DMing. The DM slide. With your your hero, Sal.
0: Well, okay, I know I sounded weird at the beginning. It wasn't like a hero. It was just a sound <laughs> no, fan, all saying, right? Can we all relax, I was please, saying, for a second? I was saying oh it like, my God. sweet. Now it's going to be so weird. He's going to listen to this. He's going to make fun of me. It's going to be so awkward.
1: Well, now we'll find out if he no. really listens. Um sound, sound,
0: sound.
1: Okay, so it's been great seeing you. I have to go um, manage the 75 things happening in my home. Eddie, I'm sure you do as well. And uh, we will be back next week one step closer i am drafting third in my most important fantasy draft this weekend i'm really hoping jonathan taylor is available that's what my heart wants that's what my heart wants
0: i'm eighth and 11th i think i'm going running back running back maybe running back tight end
1: okay all right Yep. maybe a running back and a travis kelsey um so (laughs) let me know who you think i should take third dm me please um and we will
0: see you next week bye